Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Thursday, September 7th. Coming up, Arrowhead Stadium will be rocking tonight with a sellout crowd for the Kansas City Chiefs season opener against the Detroit Lions. And many of the fans there have been around long enough to remember the team's lean years before they became a perennial Super Bowl favorites. I've gone through an awful lot of very miserable games out here when it was uh, 18,000 or something. I was one of them. We'll meet fans who stuck with the Chiefs during hard times as they prepare to celebrate their 60th year in Kansas City. Plus, if you were planning a party a century ago in Columbia, Missouri, Annie Fisher was the kind of caterer you'd do almost anything to book. I mean, people changed their wedding dates, their debutante party dates, so that Annie could accommodate them. It was not a party of any status if Annie Fisher wasn't cooking honey. How a renowned biscuit recipe brought Annie Fisher fame and fortune. But first, some headlines. Kansas City will build its own jail and not share Jackson County's new detention facility. In a letter Mayor Quentin Lucas sent to Jackson County Executive Frank White yesterday, Lucas cited the cost of sharing a jail as one of the reasons the city won't move forward. The contractor for the current county jail told the city council last week that it would be cheaper to build its facilities within the Jackson County building, but sharing services would cost the city more money in the long run. Smoke from Canadian wildfires has once again settled over the Kansas City area. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates reports haze is becoming more frequent. Northwesterly winds brought smoke to Kansas City from the Canadian Rockies, a result of an unprecedented number of wildfires in the Northwest this year. Conditions that cause wildfires, hot and dry summers, are happening more often due to human-caused climate change. Jonathan Kurtz, a lead forecaster with the National Weather Service, says poor air quality from the fires is becoming a more frequent issue. If you are susceptible to to issues with air pollutants, definitely you know, stay inside if you can. If you have to venture outside, take precaution, uh, either with a face covering or, or just kind of limit your time outside. The haze will move out towards the end of the week when the region gets winds from the west that will push out the smoke. Kansas officials are asking a judge who signed off on the search of a local newspaper office to explain her decision. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service reports. Magistrate Judge Laura Viar authorized a search of the Marion County record and the home of its publisher and a Marion councilwoman in August. The Kansas Commission on Judicial Conduct is considering a complaint against Viar and is requesting a response from her. In a letter to Topeka resident Carrie Strawler, who filed the complaint, the commission said it placed the matter on the agenda for its November meeting. The Marion raid was widely criticized as an attack on press freedom. A county attorney revoked the warrants, citing insufficient evidence to seize computers and other equipment. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late-night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply.
Tonight's NFL season opener marks 60 years since the Chiefs' first game in Kansas City. Despite the team's recent claim to dynasty status, fans who've been following them through the years remember some downtrodden times. Greg Acklin reports for KCUR. Before the season kicks off, Chiefs fans will likely reminisce about last February. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57! Kansas City football fans never had it better, winning the Vince Lombardi Trophy twice in four seasons. You are Super Bowl champions again. Congratulations. But longtime fans like Gary Mitchell of Kansas City, Kansas, remember the team's dire straits before Andy Reid's first season 10 years ago. Losing seasons is really hard to, to, to get everything together and spend money to come out here and knowing that, ah, oh, well, they might not win. Especially the low point in 2012 when the Chiefs finished with a 2-14 and 14 record. And then Patrick came along and look what, look, look what you have. It was the dawn of this franchise's most successful era. Since then, Patrick Mahomes has become the best Chiefs quarterback since Hall of Famer Len Dawson. With three Super Bowl trips and two championships, Mahomes wants to keep it going. It's been an amazing run these last five, six years, and uh, let's keep it rolling. That'd be just fine for the Bakers in Independence, who trace their loyalty all the way back to that first year of Kansas City football. When they came up to Kansas City, my uncle bought the tickets, and my dad bought tickets from my uncle. I bought tickets through my dad, and then we've been here since. That's Dan Baker, who also remembers some of the lean years. I've gone through an awful lot of very miserable games. Out here when it was, uh, I don't know, we had 18,000 or something. I was one of them. But times have changed. Every game, we expect Mahomes to pull off some magic for Reed to design a whole new kind of offensive play that nobody's seen and prepared for. Before his retirement, Dick Baker, Dan's 90-year-old father, remembers when Chiefs players with modest salaries worked around town during the offseason. He says it made watching them on Sundays extra special. It has been pretty big in our family. And when the game comes on, pretty much sitting in the in our living rooms if we're not at the games. Former linebacker Gary Spaney played for the team during some of those darker days. He retired as the Chiefs Director of Community Engagement after about 45 years with the organization. He says if the team's founder, Lamar Hunt, were around, he'd still be out there mingling with tailgaters on Sunday. Knowing Lamar, he would be more excited and focused on how he could make it better for the fans, how he could make it better for the community. And how he could keep the Chiefs winning. Gary Mitchell is on board no matter what, but going to a game feels different these days. Knowing that the team now and their tenure, then it gives us a little bit more gump, so to speak, to come out and see him play because, you know, the, the chances are good. So good, in fact, that a shot at playing in next year's Super Bowl has become routinely realistic. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Greg Eklund.
Annie Fisher's famous Missouri biscuits made it onto the plates of presidents and Hollywood stars alike, but her success story was almost lost to history. 85 years after Fisher's death, Mackenzie Martin from the KCUR podcast A People's History of Kansas City has this remembrance. If you were planning a party a century ago in Columbia, Missouri, Annie Fisher was the kind of caterer you'd do almost anything to book. It was not a party of any status if Annie Fisher wasn't cooking honey. I mean, people changed their wedding dates, their debutante party dates, so that Annie could accommodate them. That's Vernola Boy. Professionally, she works in public health, but on the side, she's been piecing together Annie Fisher's life. Ever since the day 30 years ago, when someone asked her offhand if she might like to portray Fisher as part of a local history event. Me being the drama queen that I am, it was like, of course. At the time, not much was known about Fisher, so LeBoy took the research into her own hands. She interviewed people around town and became enthralled with what she uncovered. These days, LeBoy regularly dresses up in Fisher's signature checked apron and high neck blouse and gives historical presentations about the once famous black caterer to anyone in Columbia who asks. It's almost like her story captivated my soul. Fisher was born in 1867 to parents who were formerly enslaved. And before starting her own catering business, she cooked for some of Columbia's wealthiest white households. There were other black female cooks in Columbia at the time, but none came close to the scale Fisher achieved. She was particularly renowned for her beaten biscuits, a distinct and delicate biscuit dating back to the early 19th century that was incredibly laborious to make. Her biscuits were described as creamy, fluffy, and flaky. So I don't know about somebody else's grandma's biscuits. I know Annie's were right on. Demand was so high that Fisher started mailing them to customers all over the country, including Hollywood celebrities and New York City stockbrokers. She mail-ordered her biscuits to Wall Street. Even President William Taft dubbed them sure delicious. And Fisher got glowing newspaper write-ups with headlines like, Road to Fortune, paved with beaten biscuits. Fisher was tight-lipped about how much money she made, but in 1929, her fortune was speculated to be around $150,000, which amounts to nearly $3 million today. Fisher also became something of a real estate mogul, owning two mansions and renting out more than a dozen houses. There was a journalist once that said Annie was excellent at making two kinds of dough. The one that rises for biscuits and the other one that makes bank accounts fat. What makes Fisher's success all the more extraordinary is that she built her biscuit empire during the Jim Crow era, in spite of open bigotry and violence. What bank was giving her loans to do this, okay? Not a one. Fisher told a reporter once that her success came from hard work and believing in herself. And despite only having a third grade education, her catering profits helped put her daughter through college and a music conservatory. It's like painful things happened and something beautiful came out of it. And I think that's the way life happens for a lot of us. This is something food writer Donna Battle Pierce has thought about a lot. These are the nuances that you grow up with. And yet she decided to walk the way of that confident businesswoman. Pierce says knowing Fisher's story would have been incredibly empowering to her back in the 1950s, when she was a young black girl integrating her Columbia grade school. 
But Pierce only learned about Fisher in the 90s, when she happened to see Verna LeBoy playing the Biscuit Trailblazer on television. It's always, since then, made me feel how important it is to uncover these people. So many things kind of slip away. And this Annie Fisher is one person who really shouldn't slip away. And I'm, I'm very proud to have her having been from Columbia. And she says it's about time for a more diverse set of kids to see themselves reflected in history. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Mackenzie Martin. You can hear a longer version of that story on KCUR's podcast, A People's History of Kansas City. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Paris Norval and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Greg's story on the Chiefs and Mackenzie's story about Annie Fisher, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.